It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Hey, Money Movers, I'm your host, Tanya Sam, and welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Today's guest is the Senior Director of Community Affairs for AEG's Dignity Health Sports Park, the home of the LA Galaxy, a former recording artist on Columbia Sony Records, professional dancer, clothing designer, wife of a four-time Olympic track and field medalist, Steve Lewis, and of course, a mother of two daughters. Money Movers, please welcome to the podcast, Tamala Lewis. Hi, Tamala. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Glad to be heard and seen in these ways. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Glad to be heard and seen. You know, we all need a place to be heard and seen. So I love that. Man, reading all of your hats that you wear, I almost lost my breath. That's a whole lot. So congratulations. And I love, you know, this is sort of a series where we're having all sorts of different um, business people, corporate people, wearing multiple hats, being social entrepreneurs, all these different things. And I think, you know, your role is really interesting. You know, you're an integral part of the LA Galaxy, and you've had a lot of careers in your background. So I want you to introduce yourself um, sort of to our audience and share a little bit more of your super interesting story. So I grew up in the entertainment industry and came into the sports and entertainment industry a little bit differently than your average person. Um, My dad was a concert promoter and managed 
slave ohio players he actually was one of the promoters for uh, the cool jazz festival which is currently cincinnati music festival so i grew up around this my brother and i for many years um and so i literally graduated from college i when i graduated my dad you know i told my dad you know by the way i'm moving to los angeles and i have just been offered to come and sign with a recording group um on for columbia records and at that time my um best friend and my good friend talking in the movie here was rosie perez who mm. actually was became mm. our manager of the singing group um mm. and so i literally went into this industry we recorded a whole album we were on sony our a and r person <sighs> was randy jackson um as formerly from back in the day american idol but he was also a and r for mm-hmm. uh, sony for many years and so from that moment, we actually started recording in Atlanta uh, with Dallas, Austin, and some other folks. And we literally, a whole year went right when we were about ready to do album stuff and releases and photos. There was something that went down. Or we were then not on the label anymore. Ooh. I'll just keep that, to leave that there. <laughs> we were not on the label anymore. And then... I what my dad told me when we signed that contract, he made it clear to me, you have a degree, so you have a plan B. Oh, you and have a degree, I, so you have a plan B. I love exactly. that. Oh, dad. So he he was like, you know, I need you to understand that this industry is is very tough. So what I did was that I took my experience in the music industry and I just flipped it and I went right into doing the celebrity events. I start mm-hmm. doing events for different artists. I start doing events for radio stations. And I just literally flipped it, which ultimately started doing events. And it ultimately left, led me here to the incredible AEG. And, See, this is what uh, I love because, you know, and this is why I like sharing stories like this. You had a background. You went to school. You had this background, even, you know, coming from your father's experience. So you had a superpower that you flipped into making a career out of. And oftentimes I think people beat themselves up and they're trying to find, you know, their passion and it has to be something incredible. And it was right there in front of you. Yes. And And you've been able to parlay that into business, into the corporate world as well. Exactly. And growing up, I will say that a big part of my mom and dad. Um, part of their lives was that we were blessed as a black family to have the things that we had back then. And my parents made sure that we understood mm-hmm. that you're blessed and everybody is not living the way that you're living. So I need right. you to understand that we have to give back. We got it. You know, he made that us have a balanced life. Mm-hmm. And that was truly important for them to make sure that we understood that where we were was not the norm and that you got to stand and you have to give back and you have to be, you know, brought into that world. So he took us in different parts of the city and took us in. So we understood, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. you're blessed, but you also got to turn around and give back. So literally when I started doing events, that was a big part of what I did. If I did events, it had to have some type of charity component to it. Mm-hmm. And that my biggest thing was that that was part of my growth. That was a part of my joy of being able to turn around and go, I finished this event, but I also did my part to make a difference. And that was a big part of me going into what I do. So let's talk about how you transitioned. You know, oftentimes 
People follow their passions when they're young, they're in singing, they're in entertainment, and then something compelled you to want to help other people and move into this corporate world. How were you able to make that transition? You know, how were you even able to sort of make the jump to create the resume, to start interviewing, to get your foot in the door? Um, And here's the thing. You're also working in a very exciting place. You're working for like major league soccer. I guess I shouldn't call it major league soccer, but (laughs) (laughs) professional soccer. Um, Yeah. How did you get your foot in the door? You know, it's, it's one of those things where I have to say, honestly, it's the hustle. It is the hustle of being able to recreate yourself and keep it moving. You have to be able to understand the world that you my my grandmother mm. used to always say this saying that, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. You gotta ooh, listen. Ooh. Yep. You have to listen and you have to know your surroundings and you have to pay attention for you to continue to move forward. And that was a big part. When I came to LA, I didn't have any family here. So mm-hmm, it was all mm-hmm. about, I'm not going home. I'm going to make sure this happens. Whatever needs to happen needs to happen now. So mm-hmm. I, I never, I, I never rest, you know, I could rest later. It was, it was nonstop. I started, you know, I, not only did I do events, I was one of the one of the few females that was doing club promotions because I wow. knew background from my dad. So I would join yep. up with a lot of folks here in LA and we would do club promotions. So it was jumping from one thing to another, but making sure that I was meeting people and that I was, and then I took all of those, those friends that I made on the music side. And then I brought them, you know, every time I, my first event that I had here with AEG was that when I started, I said, I want to give back to music education because Mm -hmm. that's where I came from. So my very first idea that I brought to the table was to do a battle of the high school marching band, Southern Show Style. Oh, I love it. This is is the hustle, y'all. Yeah, it was never, it was in Los Angeles. We never had a lot of the HBCUs coming here on a regular basis to recruit these kids. So I said, you know what? Let's do an event. Let's do a Southern show style. Let's bring out all of the HBCU band directors. Let's invite them all to judge. And then I also decided, let's invite the Rose Bowl Parade Committee for this event. Because there was very little of us at that time marching on New Year's Day. Uh And so at that time, I opened it up and literally had invited all them. I had a competition that went across the United States. The first competition brought in schools from Atlanta, from Chicago, from, you know, from Washington, D.C. And then we had all these L.A. schools. And part of the the deal was that the band directors would come in a whole week early, actually go and recruit kids at these Los Angeles schools that they normally never saw. And then there was this competition. And so it was always eight bands. There was always a halftime show. So I would call on all of these artists that I knew and all of these celebrities that I knew. And the first, you know, Miss Sheila E., I love you dearly. She stepped up and was here. Earth, Wind & Fire came out. They were here. Um, You know, Rodney Jerkins. You know, the list goes on of how many celebrities, um, including the Reverend Jesse Mm -hmm. Jackson, spoke at the event and brought everybody to the floor and stood on it and, you know, and did his, his famous, you know, speeches that he always does. And a came out 
I called Miss Afini Shakur, you know, rest in peace to her and asked her, told her what I was doing. And she, at this time, was not in L.A. And she said, I'm there. You tell me what time <gasps> to be there. She came out. She spoke. All of these people stepped up to the plate and did this for me. And I will never, ever forget that. You and know, what I love about, like, this that's so, you know, you had a network here that you were reaching out to, you were connecting with people, but it also goes both ways. I know that when those people called you, you would be like, what do you need? What do you need? Yeah. But also what's fascinating about this, and as you look into it, what you were bringing to LA was inherently part of your culture and superpower. You know, the bands, this, you were sharing it with the world and people want to see this. So, you know, nowadays, um, creators and, you know, urban, the urban culture, people want to see it. And so this is another way that people can take, again, what we know, what's in our blood, what's in our genes and bring it to the world. There's an economy here. There's a business here. There's a culture here. And it is why we always have to have a seat at the table. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, absolutely. So that, that is why I, you know, I'm going to tell you when I presented this idea at the table, when I wanted to do this and I, I applaud VH1 Save the Music because at that mm -hmm. time they mm -hmm. deal with high schools. It was only middle schools. And I got on a phone call with my dear Jennifer Lynch and talked to her and said, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. And they said, we're there. So they stepped <sighs> up to the plate right. in New York knowing I was in LA, never mm -hmm. dealing with high school, only dealing with middle schools at that time. And they came and supported and $10,000 went to the band, new uniforms. And then I had this crazy idea of calling Disneyland and saying, can they all march in the Main Street Parade? Ooh. And I'm like, I don't know how <laughs> this is going to fly. But Disneyland stepped up every single year and they marched down Main Street and they got to spend the entire day at Disneyland. Every wow. one of these. And it was like tears was running out of these kids' eyes. I remember calling the DC, um, calling DC Frank Ballou School and letting them know they made it. And tears in the background and the crying and the screaming. Because a lot of these kids have never flown, never been to California, never seen the ocean on this it's side. It's life-changing. It, it's life-changing. It, it was life-changing. And that is... Those are the type of experiences that I tried to do. And I tell you, when I brought it to the table, everybody at first was kind of like, a battle of the bands, Tamla. I'm like, trust me on this. I'm going to tell you something, Tanya. The first mm -hmm. year of doing this, we brought in 22,000 people into the stadium for this event. Wow. <laughs> 22,000 people. We had blocked off half of the stands because we thought we weren't going to fill the arena. We had to take the scrim off to open up seats when people started coming in. My it was gosh. crazy. And tears were running down my eyes because- Of I course. Was, you know, it happened. And every year for eight years straight, we did this with every kind of celebrity coming out, everybody supporting the event. And I'm just- you know, I'm I'm just in awe that this event led to other events. So not only do we do Galaxy here, we do concerts, we do boxing, we do everything here at the venue. Um, because our other venue, of course, is Crypto.com Arena. Yeah. Staples Center. And then we have venues all over the world with AEG. And then we have our festivals. We are, we cre we've created and produced Coachella and Stagecoach and everything. So 
the the company is a great company to be a part of and so and they're re really big on culture and that allowed me to make that transition a lot easier because people allowed my that's why i always tell young people when i speak do mm -hmm, not be mm -hmm. afraid bring your ideas to the table bring your ideas to the table because i mean there's a currency in this and you know as you like leading community affairs and being able to have the power to actually involve the community, represent the community, there, there's, a, there's something really special about that. And I know you've been really in, um, intentional about being able to reach community members. Um, how hands are, how hands on are you with these projects? And what, what's coming up next? You know, we've gone through a pandemic, we've, we've seen vaccine drives. Um, how do you choose like where to spread the resources in the organization? Yeah, you know, with sports and entertainment, we were the first ones to shut down. I remember uh, on May yeah. uh, May 13th, we had um, a 30,000 event wow. or 30,000 people that day. Uh. And Monday, we got a call on Sunday, Monday, the industry shut down Whew. on March the 15th. Crazy times. So, and I remember that we have we were shut down we did not come back in the offices until last year in june um we started coming but in between that time the stadium was shut down we didn't have any kind of events coming in but we kept those parking lots going mm -hmm. we literally had we did twenty thousand covid vaccines we did over fifteen thousand food deliver food giveaways in the parking lot we had i partnered with Mattel and we did a toy giveaway where they would pull people would pull up pop your trunk and we would put <laughs> it was like we kept everything going because we knew people were in need and it it was heartbreaking there were people crying times yeah. um it was hard because but it kept us it was it was therapy for all the staff and myself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be able to keep going and give them back um, because it it was just it was heartbreaking to see people who have never been in food lines in their life. Yep, and here they are. Life. Yes, here having to feed are. their families. This yeah. affected everybody. It affected yep. everybody. And for me, a lot of all of pretty much all of my events, I have to create them. I have to produce them. I have to get sponsorship for them. I have to pretty much do everything from beginning to end. Um, and even with, I do an event called Women in Entertainment Luncheon, which is a mm -hmm. huge event here in Los Angeles, which I created the event nine years ago before Me Too, before all of that. But it was something that I knew we needed as women to be able to network and be in each other's spaces and to talk about our challenges and what we needed to move forward. And it became an unbelievable event. Seats fill in like five wow. minutes. For I mean, there's and so much was, need for this, I, you know. It is. It's so much need for it. And it's like, I wrote the event out over Christmas break. I presented it to the our, G our GM and she said, let's, let's, do, let's it. do it. Let's do it. And so, and it's been a hit every year. And in, I decided in December, I decided it usually happened in June. And in this past December, I said, I'm going to make it happen. So let's push it out to try to do it in person. Mm -hmm. So I pushed it out from June to December 2nd of, of 2021 and we made it happen and it was a packed house and while i was able at that every year at that event i always give back to people who have changed the world in some type of way or the community and this year was the first year 
that I actually presented awards to two men. And two, oh. men, two men of color got it. So it went to D-Nice for keeping us dancing. Oh, for, yes, for, for Club Quarantine. Yes, so Dean. He was a lifesaver. D came through big time. I used to dance for D, so he came through big time. And and actually, then the award also went to um, John Pratt, who is the chairman and CEO of uh, Sony Music Publishing. So John came through for all of his work that he's done to get women executives of color into Sony Music. So they came through. The house was packed. And so now everyone said, do it again in December. So it's coming back December 2nd of this year. Um, so... It's just been amazing to see your events that come on paper that then grow yep, that come to grow. life. They come to life and they they actually touch people and that's the biggest thing is that you can do events but if they're not touching or making a difference or touching people right. in a way it's like what's the purpose? What's the you purpose? Know? What's the what's purpose? The yeah. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. 
she would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kamala, I want to ask you, you know, you have a long list of achievements, community boards in particular. You know, you are constantly giving back and serving. You know, you really um, embody a life of servitude. I want to talk about the importance of being on these boards and how people get on them. Yeah. So I'm on 10 and don't ask me how. I mean, I'm on 10. um, And it, it, you know, a lot of them, it it spurs from just getting involved in just one. You know, Mm -hmm. once you get involved in one board um, and you, because not only are you on these boards, you're on the boards and there's committees. So there's committees attached to this board. Um, So I always say if you get involved, and you get on these boards and you get on the committee, then you th- it then becomes word of mouth and then calls start coming in. It's like, can, we would love for you to serve on this board. You would love for you to serve. And I, you know, I probably should have said a while back, okay, that's enough. <laughs> but I, I kept going and now I, and, and, and even through COVID, these boards, they were in real need. So yeah. they stopped even during COVID. So I was on calls on a regular basis with all of them. But I really say that in, do your research because a lot of them, there are a lot of them that, that pretty much come to you and invite you, but there's also a lot of them that invite you and then it has to go out to the community and the community mm-hmm, then has to mm-hmm. vote you onto the board. Yep, yep. Um, so, um, all I will say is that the best thing to do is get involved, do your research on some some company or some organization. I sit on a lot of chambers here for the city. I also sit on like boys and girls clubs and the YMCA's and the, you know all of the women in philanthropy and a lot of those. And then we have a university here, Cal State Dominguez Hills, um, that actually we sit on the property right connected and their family. So I sit on a lot of boards at the university. So it's kind of like you get involved in one, you do your research, you then find out what is the the strategy of Mm -hmm, joining mm -hmm. this board, and then you just work it, and literally, it's word of mouth, honestly. It's once somebody sees you, and they see you representing, and they see you doing well, then they're going to ask for you, you know, can you take on one? Can you do this? And, you know, I find... You know, first of all, like I'm a big fan of volunteerism. I'm a big fan of showing up for your community. And, you know, it's one of those things where I think oftentimes people talk themselves out of it. They just don't have time. They're busy grinding. They're busy trying to grow their own businesses. But 
100%, the reward that you get back from serving on these boards is tenfold what you put in yes. because number one, your network expands. Um, you're able to understand different corporate infrastructures. So I really, I really encourage people, you know, it's not just about having a line on your resume. It, it, it's the give back that you will receive is so much more, so much more. It, absolutely. I absolutely agree that it is, it is, you know, the people that you meet, like you said, the networking that you get mm -hmm. out of it and just the growth, yeah. the growth your growth yeah it, yep. it, it's important and i think you know yeah we all are busy yes how i got 10 and do my daily job i don't know yeah. but just like all <laughs> that we make one. it happen yeah yeah <laughs> we yep. make it happen you know i'm a mom i you know not only do i have those i still got school and after school and student parent conferences and everything else that goes along with it but we make it happen and i think if you if you make an effort and try to volunteer appropriate you you will be surprised at how you make it you know make it to those different meetings and you know those in those events and things of that sort oh tom this was great this was you wear so many hats and thank you so much for all that you do for your community um and just sharing your story with us before you leave can you make sure you tell our audience um where they can find you and follow you on social media Yes, um, you can find me on um, IG. Um, I'm under Tamala, T is in Tom, A-M-A-L-A, -A and then the letter L um, is my IG. Um, and then uh, I do have Facebook, but it's been up forever. But so AG, um, <laughs> IG is probably the best to, to reach me with many hats that I wear. I yes. Are on there as much as I should be. But, um, but yeah, there that is where you can follow me for sure. Oh, well, what a joy it has been to have you. So Money Movers, please make sure that you follow her on all her social media handles. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for your commitment to community and just sharing your story with us. We appreciate you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been truly an honor and I'm just happy to be here. And everybody, I know we're seeing so much mm -hmm. going on in the world and it's majority of it is not good, but I, I just say stay strong. Many prayers and blessings out to everyone. Thank you so much. On that beautiful, uplifting note of joy, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. But make sure to follow Tamala on all of her social media handles and make sure to tune in Monday to Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., 
And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 